Uh, yeah, he gon' need a medical nurse. Yeah, crippin' off his head, I know it hurt. Yeah, mud pie making me dirt. Yeah, we gon' need some steel for these curves. We got black and gold killers on your turf. That's black and gold killers on your turf. It's your man, Kev Easy, man. This is the, the, do, do, do. Stills for Seven Podcast, man. I want to give a happy belated birthday shout out to Cam Hayward. You know what I mean? His birthday was a few days ago. You know? You know? You know? You know what I mean? OG on the team. You know what I mean? Definitely going to be a still a Hall of Famer. Is he going to be a Hall of Hall of Famer? I don't know. I don't know. But he's definitely a still a Hall of Famer. Because, come on, man, when you talk about leadership, Cam Hayward is one of them guys, man. He's almost always, he had a run where he was damn near always the in the running for the Walter the Walter Payton Award. Great man, man, great man. The son of Ironhead, you know what I mean? O-head takes another trip around the sun, if you will. Um, and also, today, as I speak at this moment, I want to give a happy birthday to former coach, my childhood coach, if you will, Bill Cower. Bill Cower, man. Bill Cower is a legend. The jaw, the anger, the smash mouth football, like the second coach the Steelers ever hired. Um, what can I say about Bill Cower, man? Bill Cower is a guy that, whether he had a winning record or a losing record, his team was going to have his back 100% of the time. My, my favorite Bill Cowher moment, oh, man. It's actually, my favorite Bill Cowher moment is when, you know, after the 2005 Super Bowl, you know, they chopped it up a little bit. You know, I was a youngin' when the Steelers was in the Super Bowl in 95, um, going against the Cowboys. So I wasn't really into watching football on TV at that point. Um but they showed a clip after that loss where he was greeted by his daughter, his wife. You know, he said, okay, you know, everything's going to be okay and whatnot. And after the Steelers beat the Seahawks in great fashion, it was, it was a good game, man. Shout out to Willie Park. I'm going to get to him a little later in this podcast. Um, you see a clip at the end where his daughter, his wife, they, they come up, they hug him, they embrace him. And all you hear is the daughter say, we're world champions, dad. You know what I mean? Y'all can go check that out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And y'all hear that. Y'all like, dad, Kev, uh, how you get the voice right? And I watched that clip so much, man. This is, it's amazing, man. It just shows you if you don't stop, like if you fail and you just keep going, you know, you're going to eventually make it, man. It's, it's not the fact that he failed the first time in 95 because it took a whole, almost a whole decade for him to accomplish that goal. So he had to fail, 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 fail to the point where, bam, finally got one. You know what I'm saying? Big Ben was in year two at the time. Um, it was Jerome Bettis' last run. Heinz Ward was, you know, the Heinz Ward was Super Bowl MVP. Willie Parker that season actually 
was pretty much carrying a run game because, you know, Jerome Bettis, was he was an OG, so we wasn't going to give him the ball a thousand times. You know, so Willie Parker came out of nowhere. He actually came from, he's a Tar Heel. He probably won't even, you know, acknowledge that. I remember in his, like on Sunday night games or whatnot, say, I'm Willie Parker. He'll actually name his high school. He won't even name North Carolina, you know what I mean? He was undrafted. And prior to his injury, I, I, if he didn't get hurt, and I, I want to say it was like probably 2009 or 2007, or to the, like probably 2007, where he like broke his leg, I honestly feel like he will be the single holder of the Russian record for undrafted players. I think he, I think he's sitting in second place, or he actually passed it. I'm not sure, you know. But I'm like I said, I'm gonna get into Willie Parker a little bit later because the disrespect it needs to stop. But Bill Cowher, man, I mean, he's a guy that is a he's actually a Hall of Famer. You know, 2020 they didn't really have a ceremony last year, so they combined in 2020 and 21. This year, so he's going to be in the Hall of Fame this year. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to seeing his and his speech because you know most of it is my timeline, my childhood. You know, it's in my teenage years, early teenage years, preteen and whatnot. So it'll uh, it'll it'll be very very. I don't know how to describe it. I would love to see it. I can't wait to see it. Shout out to you, Coach. Happy birthday. Let's move on. Hey man. It's been a, it's been, it's been an okay week, man. Like for it to be still be the off season, we don't have any training camp or anything like that. Still able to put something together where the Steelers kind of made headlines a little bit. Former Steeler Alahuando, Alahuando Villanueva. You know, if I butchered his name, I don't care, man. I don't have to remember it no more. I don't have to remember it no more. You know, he made some comments. You know, it's talking about how we're, I'm going to a running team and this, this, and that. A lot of people said, you know, he was shading the Pittsburgh Steelers, talking about the TikToks and whatnot. But me personally, I honestly believe after a couple of days went by, I honestly believe that he was just joking, man. Um, just take it with a grain of salt, man. He has great relationships with guys on that team. He's actually, he actually taught Juju how to drive. <laughs> to get his license, you know what I'm saying? Dave DeCastro was his roadie, if you will. Like, they were um, pretty much driving to practice together, you know? And, you know, he got a lot of relationships on that team. So, and, and when I first heard it, I said, what's wrong with this guy? He had, hey, what's up with him, man? <laughs> but in that same interview, he went not bash the organization. So, you know, I just believe he was just joking around. It's going to be nice to see him go up against... T.J. Watt, because he will be switching positions. He will be uh, playing right guard for, I believe he'll be playing right guard. I mean, excuse me, right tackle, and he has to go up against T.J. Watt. Now I ain't gonna say nothing. We just gonna see. That's all I'm gonna say about that. If you know, you know. If you don't, you gonna find out that first Baltimore Raven game. That uh. Maybe we should have draft. We should have got somebody else, or they probably gonna have to switch positions because the, once they find out that he can't block TJ, they're gonna be like, "All right, bet." So when we play the Steelers, Alahuanda Voeva, you have to play on the left side. You know what I mean? But it is what it is, man. Salute to him. Um, great story. You know what I mean? Military dude. Um, you know he changed positions. I think he was a wide receiver, a tight end. 
he was actually on the Eagles, I believe, as a deep tackle. And when they cut him, we picked him up and was like, yo, you about to play offense. And he's really a project. He's really a project, man. Um, he's one of the guys that you could say you can never discredit Mike Munchak's ability to teach offensive line. Like, he's a son of, not, you know, a literal son, but he's basically a son of Mike Munchak to the point where Mike Munchak built this guy up to the point where he's, bam, Pro Bowl. He got a few Pro Bowls under his jacket, you know, on his jacket. So, you know what I mean? Good luck over there, man. We're going to see you two times a year. You're going to get smacked two times a year. I feel like uh, you're going to help us out, man. Like, the Patriots does this, man. The Patriots send guys to different teams and just sabotage. Remember when... um. Remember when uh, we signed LeGarrette Blunt? And LeGarrette Blunt at the time, it's not like he was uh, past his prime or not. He was very serviceable. This man, he got tight. He came through. He got tight because, you know, Bell was the primary back and we wasn't doing no smash and dash or whatnot. Um, he would come in when he, you know, when he comes in. And he got tight. So I think he actually left at halftime. Or before the game was over, I forgot which game it was, and that's when we cut him, and he went back to the Patriots, and guess what, guys? Patriots won the Super Bowl that year, beat us in the playoffs. But, you know, it happens, man. So, Alejandro Valdez, I'm just making it worse every time. I'm sorry, guy. But <laughs> um, maybe he'll go over there and, uh, you know, mess some things up for us, man. So, salute to him, man. Um Glad to see that you're, you're able to continue your career, though, for real, for real. And once you retire, hey, man, you back to being a stiller for life, man. But now you're not. You're not. You're a rat bird, you're it. But salute to him, man. Um, Off-season moves. Some as recently we had signed former Jets safety Arthur Mollett. Now, will this guy make an impact? Who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? He was a Jet. Who knows, man? The Jets... A lot of those guys got damaged goods over there, man. Um, poor coaching, poor culture. But actually, me saying that, it brings me back to Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden was on the Browns for a long time. He, and it was to the point where you thought Joe Hayden's career was over. And the Browns just pretty much let him go. As soon as the Browns let him go, Joe Hayden caught the plane to Pittsburgh. When no, It was a one-way ticket to Pittsburgh. He had no plans on going back. He signed the deal probably that day, man. And we saw a resurgence of Joe Hayden where to the point where now he's been on the team for about three, four, five years or whatnot. You know, time be flying, man. But he's on the team. And even to this point, we gave up. Well, we pretty much cut Steven Nelson just to keep Joe Hayden. So that tells you a lot, man, about um, a sorry, excuse me. A player going to like being birthed or being uh, drafted or being on a sorry team to getting the opportunity being to a, a type of franchise like the Steelers, you know, that, hey, man, granted, we didn't win a Super Bowl since 2008, hasn't been the one since 2010, but winning is the culture. You know what I mean? It's nothing mediocre, like, it's, it's nothing mediocre about the Pittsburgh Steelers except, you know, the run game the last three years, but we fixed that with Najee! You know what I'm saying? Um, but if Arthur Molek could come through and give like a big challenge to Terrell Edmonds, because we didn't pick up his fifth year option, a lot of people saying good, he sucks. 
Um, some people saying, oh, man, I wish we could have did that. Me personally, I feel like we didn't do it because just like Bud Dupree, he's starting to actually hit his stride towards the end. And I think unlike Bud Dupree, it, we might act, we're going to have enough money to actually sign him because next year I think we're number one. The 20, 2022 um, cap space for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're the graphic that I seen. Shout out to the graphic. Um, I wish I can give you props, but the Steelers was number one. We're gonna have the most cap space in the NFL. And come on, y'all. That means we can sign TJ for too long term. If you know Terrell Emmons, and I honestly feel like us having Mika Fitzpatrick makes Terrell's job easy. It's like we don't. We're, we're not. You're not the interception guy. You know, you're you're more like Ryan Clark. Like, I don't want to compare these guys, but the dynamic of Ryan Clark and Troy Palomalu, I see that with uh, Fitz, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick and Terrell Emmons. I see it with those two guys. But because, you know, Mika is the right place, right time, pick guy, um, coverage guy, great in coverage. Um, and, you know, he's not like Troy. Like, Troy can pretty much play linebacker on the line, you know, all that type of stuff. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, Troy was making those type of interceptions, the right place, right time, great catches and all that. And Ryan Clark, just like Terrell Edmonds, was the banger, the, the short tackler to stop the run game, you know, to stop the run. And, you know, I feel like Terrell Edmonds' back is against the wall. Like I said, uh, we drafted Trey Norwood out of Oklahoma. You know, he's been getting a lot of praise. He was a corner. Since you know his time was slow, we pretty much say, "Hey, hey, bro, you a safety now," and he's and he has hands. That boy can catch. He can catch. So it's it's gonna be interesting, man. Terrell Evans, like I said, is back against the wall. You already know we're gonna sign Mika Fitzpatrick to a long term. He's not going nowhere. He's going. He's one of those guys who's gonna retire a Stiller, just probably like TJ, you know. And Cam, Cam is not going anywhere either. Uh, even though Cam is up in age, like we're we're seeing that he's gonna retire a Stiller. Um, <clears throat> what else? What else, man? What else can I have to say about that? All I can say is Terrell Edmonds, keep your head up. Take all this personally, like TJ last year getting snubbed for Defensive Player of the Year. Take it personally, bro. You gotta take it personal, cause they trying to cheat. You know, I can keep that going, but you understand, man. Get your thing, man. Do the thing, and then do the thing. You know what I'm saying? Now, next off, next off, next off. I seen a couple of reports out there, you know, about one of the sleeper guys of the draft picks that we picked that might make an immediate impact is my guy from the U. My guy, Quincy, man. Mr. Tackle for loss, extraordinaire, you know? Like, I'm hearing a whole lot of people say, hey, man, this guy gonna make an immediate, like, he's gonna make an immediate impact. And I'm like, uh, yeah, if you can break tackles like that, I mean, not, excuse me, not break tackles, but if you can get off blocks like that, you know? Come on, man. And I think the only reason why he was drafted where he was drafted because he's from the U and the U gets, you know, they got a bad rep from the early 2000s and the 90s. 
You know what I mean? So that, that's just what it is, man. People going to hate. They're going to pick the Florida guys over the Miami guys. I don't know why. It's corny, but it is what it is, man. Um, he's been getting a lot of praise. But honestly, I feel like every single one of the guys on our team is going to be very – I said it before. They're going to be very serviceable, and they're going to make an impact within these three years. I think the only person that has the outside shot of, like, actually making an impact impact instead of being, like, a rotational player is um, Dan Moore, tackle. Like, he's pretty good, but you can tell he's, like, a project. Um, like the guy Hawkins, Gerald Hawkins. Y'all remember him? But unlike Gerald Hawkins, I'm actually expecting, you know, Dan Moore to shape up and be a contributor at, at, at some point, you know? And, well, all these signees and whatnot, draft picks, the guys that we uh, picked up after the draft, some guys may be in trouble, man. I sorry named um, Terrell Emmons, but I honestly feel like he'll step up to the plate because the way he played last year, he probably, to me, I felt like he had maybe two to three, I'm, I'm pretty sure saying three, plays where it was like, come on, Terrell, are you serious? You know, where the past couple years, like before that, it was like, it was like once a game. It's like, oh, come on, man. Oh, come on, man. You know, but. Look where we at now, man. But I think a couple guys that's on the hot seat this year is he just changed. He changed the position, too, I think as early as last year. And that is Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen, he's a guy where it's like he may get lost in the sauce. We resigned Vince Williams. You know, we uh, picked up Buddy Johnson, who I feel like he's going to command playing time. He's going to command snaps. He's it's pretty locked and loaded. He's gonna be on the kickoff team, you know. I think that man's gonna make an impact there. Um, but I honestly believe that he's gonna end up pushing to the point where he's gonna get some plays, man. And we still got Robert Spillane, but you know Robert Spillane is coming off an injury, and you know uh, Devin Bush is coming off an injury injury as well. But I'm hearing these guys, especially Devin Bush, will be ready to go. You know, when it's time to get the get down, you know. A couple other guys I'm worried about um, is Jalen Samuels, man. Last year, he kind of disappeared. You know, he had his high, his biggest highlight to me was the Patriots game two years ago. You know, I think he had like a, over a buck. You know, he was doing his thing. But what pretty much the complete overhaul of the running back room, um, letting James Conner walk. And drafted Najee Harris, like Jalen Samuels is gonna be like an odd man out because you gotta think you got Anthony McFarland coming into another year, his second year, so he might get an extra crack at it. You know, you have Benny Snell who is a good backup running back. His only issue was he was not holding on to the ball. He was not holding on to the ball. But I even think he's... Matter of fact, I take that back. Everybody outside of Najee Harris is on the hot seat as far as that running back room. Um, and I'm not speaking on the guys that just came in. I'm talking about the guys from last year. Because we picked up a, another guy. I believe he was on the Dolphins. He's not a burner or whatnot. But we don't, we don't, we don't really know what his status is going to be. It's hard to tell, man, without... 
you know, having the proper off season. Like, let me not say the proper off season. The off season we used to be used to. Excuse me, guys. One second. We back. I'm back. Some business on the other line. Had to attend to it. But I'm back, man. Like I said, um, matter of fact, we just go on, man. Uh, who else I think is on the hot seat? It's a couple guys, man. Oh, and this last guy, if it's not like set in stone that he might be out of here, I'm going to just say it. Justin Lane. My man got arrested last last month in Ohio, gun charge. Took a plea deal. I think they dropped it, but at the same time, it was like, uh, dude, like, I don't know what it was to make Coach Tomlin go from you to St. Pierre towards the end of the year. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I'm saying St. Pierre. Oh Lord, um, James Pierre <laughs> for like the second half, not even the second half, for like the most important times of the year, like in a playoff game. Yeah, James Pierre um, pretty much taking the spot that you could have had, you know. Um, and just with this right here, it's just like, oh, man, dude, like, are you going to make it to training camp? You know, hopefully this is one of those things that, like, it can blow over because I have my personal feelings about the type of, like, when it comes to crimes in the NFL, I feel like certain people get second chances out the bat off the bat and some people get cut right away you know the fact that you haven't heard still is cut Justin Lane especially when we needed to make a few cuts after the draft it was like all right all right my man probably had you know it might be a forgive and forget you know a forgive and forget shout out to four brothers man um but I think he on the hot seat man like I said he, he I want to say he lost his job but he lost some snaps towards the end of the year last year and now you have Joe Hayden on one side. You got Cam Sutton most likely penciled in on the other side. And James Pierre is gonna, probably going to be up in that uh, slot position. Uh, the void, you know, left by, um, what's my man's name? I forgot his name, man. He used to be nice with us. Uh, Mike Hilton. You know, shout out to Mike Hilton, man. He ain't been talking crazy about the Steelers. He's been quiet. You know, he got the bag. Do you think they're going to win like that? Probably not. You know, but he a bangle. He, he, ain't, he ain't that far around, you know. I mean, he's not far away from, the, you know, the, the the team or whatnot. But hopefully he over there being the agent too. And holla at us, tell us what they doing, you know. But if not, you are out, you know. And we're going to take care of you, man, you know. But um, Justin Lane, I think he, he's on the hottest up seats. But hopefully none of these, like the guys I named, they'll pretty much overcome whatever. And make something out themselves, man, on this team. You know, just because, like, even if they get cut from this team, you know, that don't mean it's, it's over for real. You may have another chance on another team. But, you know, I hope all you guys step up, keep it going, and let's keep it going. Um, Stillers general manager, Kevin Colbert. That man told me. Now, nah, he ain't telling me nothing, man. But he said, <laughs> well, he told us, let's just say he told all of us that he doesn't think, he's not too sure about if this is Ben's last year or not, you know? You know, he made a comment saying, quote, I think Ben's mindset is he's focused on the 2021 
um, as well as we all are, you know? And hold on, man. This freaking ad is in the way. Get out of there. Get out of there. Get out of there. All right. There we go. I think we all go into it. We focus on now. We see where things lead. Beyond that, none of us know. And it goes on and on and on and on. But basically, it's like, all right, man. If Ben balls out this year, this, this is what I'm taking from it. If Ben balls out, balls out of control, you know, to the point it's like, oh, maybe, maybe Ben looked like that because we didn't run the ball in the second half of the year and we couldn't really do it because we had, you know, a running back that kept getting hurt. Unfortunately, we had a running back that kept fumbling the ball. Unfortunately, we had an offensive line that couldn't move nobody. Uh, fortunately, you know. I said that, man. I was—I don't know if I said it live or on air, but I said it after the year. I said, yo, after some time went by, I said, man, we really failed Big Ben, man. I don't think Big Ben should have got criticized too crazy because if you think about it, oh, my gosh. You expected this man to come off surgery and start playing games where he's throwing it 58,000 times. What? How does that sound? doesn't sound too good. But when we tried to run a ball, it just wasn't it wasn't happening, man. And if you know Big Ben had some type of control over uh, Randy Fittner, he was like, "Look, man, we ain't getting we probably getting one yard, two yards, whatnot. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just sling it, bro. I'm gonna just sling it, and hopefully uh, we can get something up out of there, you know." But Big Ben took a big pay cut, gave up five million. You know what I mean? He's not gonna earn it back in incentives. This is the last year's contract, but I believe it been balls out to the point where it's like, all right, I'll even say something to the lines of the conference game. If we can get to the conference game and Big Ben, and we had say if we lose the conference game, and it's not like, oh, Ben lost the game. I honestly believe Ben is going to have enough fire in himself to be like, all right, Ben, I played good this year. You know, another year removed from the surgery. Um, another year of, you know, now I can start unleashing. Because, like, what if he can still throw deep, you know? What if he still can throw deep? It was the fact that last year it was more so like, all right, this is the best I can do right now after another year. I don't know, man. I'm, does it sound like I'm wishful thinking? Does that, is that what it sound like? I don't want to be that guy. It'd be like, all right, this, that's what it is. Because if that's what it is, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I've seen a lot of rumors saying people saying, yo, man, uh, y'all should try to trade for uh, Aaron Rodgers. I've seen that. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, but no, no. Um, and I also saw a package deal where the Miami, the Miami Dolphins get Aaron Rodgers, the Steelers get Tua, and the Packers get a whole lot of picks. And I think like a player, another player, a couple players or whatever. I'm saying, uh, no, we don't need no Trevor to, uh, to we don't need Tua, man. We don't need him. Uh, I, I call him Trevor and all that, but that's because I saw a picture of Trevor Lawrence. But we don't need Tua on the team. The AFC North is not for the brittle. It's not for guys that get hurt. And for a guy, you know, I didn't watch any Miami games, but... For a guy that was like so talented in college, 
like the type of respect he was getting or not getting, it was telling to me. So I'm like, that's definitely a guy I don't really, you know, want to trade for. And on top of that, honestly, if I could speak my honest opinion, I believe that um, Dwayne Haskins has a chance to actually be a great NFL quarterback. I don't want to – let me not – I'll take that back. Let me take great back because when we – when we say great, you got to measure up to what Big Ben was able to do. I think he'll be a very good quarterback because, one, he you can see on draft day, he did not want to go to the uh, Washington football team. Two, he's actually sitting this year. It's not like he's, uh, he's going to get thrown in a fire, you know, unfortunately, unless Ben get hurt. But he's going to be sitting behind Ben. He's going to be in an organization that I don't play that well. He's going to be in an organization that's going to be worried about. Oh, man. How can I put this? He's not with the Washington football team anymore. This is a team you want to fight for, especially if you probably was a fan of the team. And just listening to what he was saying, he was extra, 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 extra. Read all about it hype to be on the team. You know? So... He may be somebody that's, uh, you know, he might take the team to another level or he might take the team to a level. But it's somewhere, let's see, next year, uh, we don't know about, because, like, this thing about it, man, say if Ben don't come back, the free agency for quarterbacks next year really isn't that good. You have Jameis Winston. That's might be, that might actually be the best quarterback on the market. That's only if the if the Saints choose to go another route. You know? But I'm like, there's no point in having famous Jameis if Dwayne Haskins <laughs> can turn the ball over too. You know? Based off of what we've seen. So we, I think that's more so like, alright, we're going to just bet on him or Mason because I know we all be killing Mason, man, but he did have a good game that last game against the Browns. He did. The Browns needed that game. We didn't. We didn't need it necessarily, but we like the Browns needed that game, and he still was able to throw for like three fifty and something like that. I think he had like three touchdowns. He had a pick though, but you know he played pretty good, man. So it's, it's going to be a good battle between those two guys. Like, the team has, they still, I still hear support for Mason Rudolph, you know, so can't let that fall on deaf ears, you know. Dude might be able to pick some things up fast, maybe, maybe not, but, you know, it is what it is with that, man. Is Big Ben going to end his career after this year? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We did pick up a few people, um, you know, of course, after the draft. You got some guys like um, Damaris AC, cornerback from Missouri, uh, Michigan State, Shakur Brown, no relation to Tupac now, um, Penn State safety, Lamont Wade, who I actually heard a lot, a lot of good things about. Um, so the fact that he went undrafted, uh, you know, I just got one question, guys. Why? Why? I don't know. I don't know, man. 
We also signed Kentucky's uh, Jamar Watson, um, Oklahoma State Calvin Bundage. You know, I, you know, I think I covered this last podcast. The guys that we uh, drafted—I mean, not drafted, excuse me—signed afterwards. Um, don't, in this mix, uh, it was a quarterback we picked. What was his name? What was his name? What was his name? It was some like uh, Rivers. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh yeah, Rolling, Rolling, Rolling Rivers the third. Um, what, I remember what, what school did he go to? Uh, uh, can't remember, man. But he did win um, an award in 2019. You know what I mean? So maybe he'll come in. He might be a camp arm. You know, penciled in a camp arm. But we don't know. We'll never know, man. Anything can happen in this league. Some guys can get love. Some guys will get drugged. Some guys will just be like, ah, that's a dub. You never know, man. You never know in this crazy NFL market. But there ain't really much going on. Outside of that, it's not that much stuff going on this week. Um, we're still waiting. But this time next week, I would definitely, definitely have... Something to say about the schedule. The schedule drops on the 12th. Um, definitely going to speak on that on Wednesday when I go live. So make sure y'all follow Stillers for 7 Podcast on IG. Live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I have to say that because I got some people in Cali hit me up like, yo, man, well, I missed it. I was like, oh, yeah. My bad. So, you know, 8 o'clock. Eastern time, going live. I'm going live on Wednesdays, every Wednesday, man. So I, I'm definitely going to talk about that then. I'm probably going to probably give you a deeper dive on, you know, next week when um, on the next episode. But this is one of those podcasts that's short and sweet, baby. That's, that's uh, the week of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ain't much really going on. Um, like I said, until we wait until this upcoming draft release, I mean, excuse me, um, schedule release. We just got to sit and wait, man, and play the guessing game. We know the teams we're playing. We just don't know when exactly we're playing them. For I think for the second year in a row, we have the hardest schedule. Um, I believe we got that last year. They said we had the hardest schedule. This is all based off the roster. We don't know how this is all going to play out. But the teams we're going to play, we're going to play the Titans. We're going to have the, Fal- I mean, excuse me, the Vikings. We have Denver. You have the Chargers, of course, AFC North. We have um, Green Bay, Chicago, Pat Mahomes, Detroit, kneecaps, um, J- Josh Allen, them, uh, Vegas, right? The Riders, you know what I mean? Um, and the Seahawks. There's a couple guys out there, man. Um, It's a couple guys out there to be scared of, man. But I don't, I, you know me, I don't live in my fears, man. You're you hear Coach Tommy, man. Pittsburgh Steelers don't live in their fears. But I can tell you, this is gonna be a whole lot of interesting games here, especially uh, like looking here now. This is gonna be interesting, and you already know it's um, it's 18 weeks now, 17 games. So there's no more 500 unless you happen to tie. And I don't even know if that's 500 completely. I, I don't know how that pretty much works. But you can't go 500 anymore. So all them eight and eights is done, baby. So 
hey man, hopefully when the schedule come out, we get to see what bye week we have. Hopefully, hopefully. But it's your man Kev Easy. You can follow me everywhere at Kev Easy, K E V E Z E. For those who don't spell well, you know I don't judge. Man, you already know it's this off season, man. The draft week, you know that was buzzing, but you know it starts to cool down a little bit around this time. But we're gonna keep it pushing, man. As the weeks go on, you know more things is happening. Cover more things. Then you're going to get, you know, one of these three-hour podcasts and all that. It's like, nah, man. But make sure you follow Stills for 7 Podcasts on IG. Like I said, I go Wednesday, I mean, I go live every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You know what I mean? Looking forward. Last week was pretty cool. So if y'all missed that one, y'all check that out um, on the page. But hopefully everybody, man, if you're listening to this, make sure you join. I would love to hear what y'all have to say. Let's chop it up. Let's have some fun, man. I'm out this p-
Steeler Gang World, the Earth's our turf.